1: what is going on you guys another episode of spike week we're back in the groove here we're shifting our focus away from the regular season best ball stuff the sweat of will our players be active on sunday whether it be injuries or covid for our best ball advanced teams which i don't feel very good after all of today's news we're shifting focus a little bit take our minds off of what is going on in all this chaos of these NFL streets and draft in the gauntlet, the new playoff best ball tournament on underdog. If you have not played, let me, let me go ahead and share my screen first. So we can pull up the gauntlet for everybody to see. If you have not played in a NFL playoff best ball tournament yet, We did do a draft stream last week, I believe, for the previous tournament that Underdog had, um, the Wild Card, which has since filled, and they have now launched the Gauntlet, a bigger tournament, the million-dollar total prize pool, which is pretty crazy. So just to quickly recap, and then we'll dive in, because I got about 45 minutes, and then I'm heading to the airport, but 45,000 entries, $25 entry fee. You draft a team. Let me do the go down to the normal underdog scoring. You draft a ten-man team and six-man leagues. Within that six-man league, you draft ten players. Your roster is one quarterback, one running back, two wide receivers slash tight ends, and one flex. And then obviously your lower scoring players all go to the bench. You advance out of that wild card round into the divisional round, which I forget what the number exact number is. Uh, 16 in the divisional round or something like that. I forget exactly how many break down so I apologize for not having that yet. But then you go from the divisional round, obviously you have to advance again into championship weekend, AFC and NFC championship games and then to the Super Bowl, right? And then once we get to the Super Bowl, we get into you know the payouts here, right? 200,000 to first, 100,000 second, blah blah blah. So, the one thing that I did want to touch on before we dove before we started to get into some of the drafts is you know, I've heard a lot of a lot of good and super insightful conversations um, whether it be you guys in the discord or other um, content providers and stuff kind of talking about strategy um, for this. And, you know, obviously this will be a very difficult tournament to win, right? It's 45,000 entries. You have the nuance of you need enough wildcard teams and you need enough players during wildcard weekend to do well, to advance out of your, out of your group. But you also, you know, you don't probably don't want to forego the bi-week teams obviously we don't know who the bye week teams are yet, so that's another wrench into this. But you know, you don't want to forego the bi week teams because I mean, it's two of the best teams in the in the NFL. Thank you, Paul. This is perfect. So you play a six man league, and then sixteen, then fifteen, and then ninety four. So you'll you'll be one out of ninety four in the Super Bowl. So it's like, you know, I've heard a lot. It's it's a very difficult contest, right? And in theory, you want to. Like you have, you got to advance. And that's something that people talk about a lot during regular season best ball. And I think I give it actually, honestly, a little more credence in the regular season best ball stuff, because like, you know, so just to double your money in this thing, you have to get, you know, 7,520th, right? Top 16% basically. You have to get a top 16% finish just to double your money. If I want to just double my money in a few months, love you, underdog. No offense. It, I'm, not, I'm probably not going to put my $25. Like I, I don't think that that's how I would want to be attacking this thing, right? Is hoping to turn my $25 into $50 in a month by finishing in a contest with 11% rake and having to finish in the top, top 16%. What I'm trying to do is draft just one team out of however many teams I'm drafting that hits some sort of big score, right? I mean, even, you know, this payout structure is totally fine to me if you're used to DFS pay, payout structures, but, you know, you get a top 20 team, a top 50 team, you get a top 50 team, $750, which is like nice, $750 is, is nice, but it's not like you're not making that much money. So I, I want to swing for the fences, right? I, wanna, I want to put teams together you know, smartly still, you still do have to advance, right? When people always, I think sometimes it gets misconstrued when people talk about, I'm trying to swing for the fences. Not, you're still not doing things stupidly. I'm still trying to get team, teams through, but I'm doing the correlation thing. I'm, I'm taking on some extra fragility and all that because honestly, advancing to the second round doesn't even really get you very far in this, right? You're barely making, you're not really making any any money. And so I want to try to find. I want. I want the one team that makes it right to the Super Bowl and has five, six, seven people from that Super Bowl game to where I'm truly live to win, to win two hundred thousand dollars. And so I'm constructing my teams, my teams as such. So let's go ahead and hop in. I did just want to talk about that a little bit because uh, I think it's important to understand the. Uh, oh, waiting for five. Need five people. Um. I think it's important to, you know, really, truly understand these tournaments before, like, you you start to put together even, like, that strategy, right? If it was, like, you only had to beat six teams each round or something, if you if you really only had to beat six, beat six, beat six, then that sounds, it's not inappropriate, but it kind of sounds inappropriate when you say it out loud. I'm on him. That's 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 really funny, Nick. Good luck. Good luck. Let me post in Discord to uh, Paul's already got it. Got two, so we'll see if we can get this sucker filled, and we we can talk about some of the most interesting te- Oh, another so another thing, I see. And and I think this is smart. People are trying to use data and, you know, be thoughtful about like what teams are going to get the buy, what teams are going to make the playoffs, et cetera. The issue is I think we tend to go a little bit overboard sometimes with like pulling up, say 538 data and using their percentages uh, for, you know, who is going to make the playoffs and such, because, it's really more about finding the teams, you know, that are going to go far, whether that be a team right now that has a 40% chance of making the playoffs. Is that even, you know, is that even in the range of outcomes? Are the, do the Vikings have a chance? Do the, you know, the Vikings, whatever their percentage is to make the playoffs, I don't even know off the top of my head. Do they have a, fee, a, a reasonable chance? What if the Vikings percentage to make the playoffs was 70%? would you still draft those guys? You know, I don't know. If someone's percentage right now to get a buy was X percentage, would you avoid them more frequently? Because the other thing is, again, we talked about we're playing for first. You know, I certainly want to have as much edge as I can, but we're playing for first. And so especially at this time when it's so uncertain, it is so outrageously uncertain about who is going to make the playoffs, period, and who is going to have buys. I don't think I really care. You know, I will certainly burn some teams. Let's say the Bucks get the buy. I have one QB teams, or one and or one running back teams with uh, with the Bucks, Brady Fournette. And if they get the buy, those teams are dead. But if they don't get the buy, that's the optimal construction I want for that team. And so I don't want to like dig too deep into, Oh, exactly. What's the percentage of this? Cause then you start hedging and then you start, you know, building teams a little less optimally from a tournament upside perspective. And we just saw, I can make a top 100 team in a 45,000 man field and, not really make that much money. So I'm really trying to capture that top, you know, 0.001 or whatever percentage outcome that we're looking for. Let me, uh, riveting streaming here. Two more for a gauntlet draft. Um, so I was thinking about those playoff percentages, you know, I'm always trying to, I think it logically makes sense to think about, you know, odds to make the playoffs, odds to get the buy, all that kind of stuff. I think that makes sense, but I'm always trying to think through some ways in which maybe, you know, we can think differently than, than maybe what seems to be the most logical and something that stuck out to me was, you know, the, odds to make the playoffs wildly and the odds to get the buy are going to wildly change after every single week. Right. And so if we're all using the same data right now, it looks like we got filled up. If we're, if we're using the same data right now as everyone else to, you know, project who's going to make the playoffs, there might be a team, you know, the 49ers are a bad example because they're definitely almost assuredly now going, going to make the playoffs, um, which I shouldn't say that they could lose. I don't really think they could lose to the Falcons, but you, you get my point. You know, if the 49ers were projected to not make the playoffs, we'd be like, well, yeah, but what if the 49ers get in? They're dangerous. They have a high-powered offense. The fantasy assets are super cheap here. I feel that. You guys are going to snipe me on this. Somebody mentioned it to me in Discord the other day, and I've been, I can't stop thinking about this in these drafts. This is how I feel about the Titans. The Titans are all free. In these drafts, they're basically a lock to make the playoffs. This is a little bit different than the conversation I was having, but they're basically a lock to make the playoffs. But Derrick Henry's out. AJ Brown has been out. Julio just got back. They're like the most unsexy clicks ever because of the health, you know, concerns and all that. But they're like, they're going to win the division. You know, uh, uh, assuming they don't totally collapse here down the stretch. And you can get Titans, Titan stacks into your lineup, similar at, You know, similar cost. And I actually think the Titans would have a chance to actually make a run. I don't really think the 49ers. I I could be wrong. I don't think that the 49ers necessarily have a chance to truly make a run. Ooh. Now this one is tough. I'm. Ah. I am still going to take Godwin. I'm going to have too much Godwin in these, I think. And see and see what uh, Rodney, and see what Rodney picking right after me. I see you. I see you. I see what Rodney does on the turn here. I'm going to put the pressure on you with old angry Tom or happy Tom or whatever. There we go. So I'll take, I'm going to, I think I'm going to take Brady, but I'm, I'm going to think about this for a second. So another thing, Paul, in the chat, I was inverted in this. So I, th- I think what I'm actually going to do, because I don't think Gronk is going to get back to me, I'm going to take Evans and set up the Bucks as one of my like secondary stacks already. So now I know like my basically my primary stack, which is going to be either three or four players from the AFC, is going to be... Yeah, you know, or three or four players on a team, including the quarterback, is going to be in the AFC. And then I'll use the Bucks as one of my secondary stacks and forego Brady, which is also like kind of interesting, right? Because now I don't know if if uh, this fella has uh, Fournette. Yeah, he does. He did get so he did get Brady Fournette, which is pretty nice. Uh, but then I'll just use obviously a different quarterback here. To stop it. Stop it, Alex. See, there goes Gronk. That's it. Gronk. Gronk used to be, you know, if anybody did wildcard drafts a while back. Here, ooh, CDs available. Um, if anybody did, or yeah, I want to go CD actually. Get another, get another NFC secondary stat going. Some high-powered wide receivers. It is interesting that the Cowboys are fairly affordable. The Cowboys are another team people don't really want to click in this, which I find sort of fascinating. Ooh, okay, Kyler and Connor. Let me think here. Let me think here. I am gonna do I got, I'm going to, we're just going to go ahead and take Amari now. And probably got to get my AFC team to have a running back. Cause I'm going to have all these secondary NFC stacks without running backs. And see the the other, the one thing I will say about the Titans here is our guy who's having a great draft here. Bucks with Derrick Henry, he's setting up some Bucks Titan stuff, which is really nice. Derrick Henry used to be free also in these wildcard drafts in the in the past. Gronk used to be so much cheaper. Oh, the ADPs have shifted dramatically in uh, in these drafts. Let's take a look. Paul, what's Paul working on? Rams, no? Sta- yeah. Oh, Stafford Cup. That's beautiful. Got Chargers. Going to have Colts. That's fun. The Colts are pretty nice too. The Colts are pretty nice too. Nobody is, nobody is is interested at all in in the Colts. And the other thing about people are talking about like a, you know, how do we, you know, build to get to the championship? W- one thing I like, you know, I talked about doing a four plus two plus two plus two, or you know, four plus three plus three, or something like that. You're you obviously have to hit on. You know, whoever is gonna make it to the Super Bowl. I don't know who to go for here. Oh no. We're gonna take Henderson. Just got a phone call. I'm gonna take Henderson. Just I think that's the first time I've taken Henderson. It is 10 rounds. Ten rounds. Um that was a tricky spot. I was not prepared for that, but I'll get a little Rams, Ram get get a Rams secondary, get a Buck secondary, get a Cowboys secondary. I think I think I'm I should be fairly content with with how that is starting. I do need to identify an AFC team here that I <laughs> I can load up on that's going to get to the Super Bowl, but uh, Mike Williams and AJ Dillon go actually I probably need to take Odell as my second ram and then we're going to we're going to have a some kind of super gross afc stack. So that'll be fun. Um but when you when you start to put teams together pairings of players and stuff it's like to give yourself the best chance to advance it's like all you need is a couple of these teams to win win some games, right? You don't need As long as the Colts, right, the Colts are not your main stack, you know, and they're not only one of two teams that you have set up for the Super Bowl. As long as you have multiple teams set up for the Super Bowl. Like you can take Eli Mitchell and Debo Samuel or Travis Kelsey, like if they don't make the Super Bowl, dude, if they win one or two games and they're in, they can they can be part of the reason why you got why you got there. Even if they are not the team, you obviously need to hit on the two Super Bowl teams. You need to have you know at least five people um, to fill out that to fill out that roster. But still, like you, there are so many paths to get there while still correl like max correlation and setting yourself up for for the Super Bowl. Yeah, but I don't care about those. I don't care about projection advantages in round one. Not if I forego, if you, if, if you have projection advantages in round one, a, you don't know how strong, like can't guarantee how strong of a projection advantage you have, because if the other people are stacking high powered offenses, uh, you know, you're starting to factor in correlation boosts and all sorts of different stuff. Okay, hold on. Let me, I need to start identifying some kind of <laughs> team. here. I think I have to take remandre and start on the, and start on the the uh, Patriots. That's so bad. That's so terrible. Um, yeah, I mean, if as long as you're like creating scenarios that allow you to have super, like that's end, ultimately that's the game. Like you could have a bunch of one offs as long as you have five. Got you know a three two that fills out all the roster positions. I just don't think you're gaining that much of a uh, I don't. I don't think you're really gaining a projection. Like, why would you gain a projection advantage taking? you know, somebody over my superstar 49ers. Like I just take one more 49er. Um, So I think, you know, you would gain a small projection advantage, but you're losing out on, on, on so much more win equity. And like the, you know, if we were playing a one week head to head, then yeah, I think so. But I don't, I don't think I would want to forego. I got to take back. I don't think I would want to forego any form of upside in any form of first place equity to give me a little bit better shot at doubling my money. I'll go play a 50 50 on Sunday and in in DFS or play, uh, you know, a different contest on underdog, you know, I'll, I'll do something like that. Um, I just think if you're going to play the contest, you should play it to win. And I don't think, optimizing for first round projection is ever going to get you there. There's a way to do There's a way to middle it. You know, I think that's, that's, that's actually a lot of times what comes, what these conversations come down to is like when people, people like me will say we need to be shooting for ceiling and trying to win these things. And then other people say, I'm just trying to get teams through. It's like, well, you know that you can shoot for ceiling while still doing enough to get teams, teams through. Right. And like the other person would say, you know, you don't have to always shoot every single thing for ceiling, And I agree like i'm not i'm not like true ceiling would be like to hit on two wild card teams that just go nuclear through the season and i really only want to the the guys from from those teams because then when i get to the the super bowl i just have like i'm going to win basically because i have everybody you know i have like eight guys from from two from two teams but like you are sacrificing a lot of projection and a lot of potential advance rate to do that so you can middle it right like I'm not giving up like I'm not giving up projection with the best two receivers for the bucks and the best two receivers for the for the Cowboys and Henderson and and Odell like I mean I'm giving up a few points to to people but not so much that it's worth um, you know worrying about in terms of you know if I you, you sneak you just need to get advance that one round because if you worry too much about round one projection you're gonna end up foregoing so much projection and correlation that you need later. So I'd rather worry about the later stuff more than the first round stuff. Okay, let's see here. I'm on this Patriots thing and I also got to think about my last, I'm going to just, look, we can't be messing around. I got to just queue up all these freaking Patriots and think about if I want to do another secondary here. Actually, I might. I'm going to take Born now. I wonder. I know Hopkins is. Oh, Team Fierce. That's new, right? Five hours ago? I must have missed that. So, never mind. Ignore I even said DeAndre Hopkins' name out loud. Let's take a look. See, and this is where this is the perfect time for the conversation about the. I'm trying to find. Trying to find that middle ground on something that is not sacrificing too much. I just gotta take Jacoby now because I don't really like much else, and I don't want to lose out on the Patriot that I need. Um, You get to you get to. um, Oh, I thought I. Oh yeah, that was my fourth. Okay, really thought I, really thought I screwed screwed something up there. But you get to these later rounds, and that's when you can like start to think about, okay, can I gain, like what, how much projection can I gain here? Is it worth it to offset? Right. You know, and as you're going through the draft, like I certainly have teams and I've seen some other people's teams like uh, Ty, like Tyreek is the best player available for me in the first round, but the draft just doesn't break my way. (laughs) And like, I'm just going to use Tyreek as a one-off and he is that he's like my advance rate guy. I can't afford for the chiefs. I cannot afford for the chiefs to be making the super bowl, but Tyreek is a part of my advanced And like, and even like multiple of those guys on a team is totally fine. As long as you are continuing to, you know, hammer out the, the correlations. And I prefer to have, like I said, a bunch of secondary correlations around one, one main team, because I think exactly what Hayden said, like, I'm, I'm still able to basically, you know, thread the needle on, correlating enough to set myself up for the Super Bowl while also still having enough projection to be able to advance out of that out of that first round but I do I do kind of uh, we're, we're gonna I'm gonna fire up one more we'll see if we can fill we'll see if we can fill one more if anybody wants to hop in one more if we can't we can't and that's and that's all right if we can't fill it if we can't uh... See, so this is the, the quarterback thing is, is super fascinating. I tend to, uh, like I said, I tend to be very risky with my quarterbacks. Um, I don't really like to do it with Mac in particular, but that was just kind of how this draft, this draft fell for me. Um, I think in general with Mac, I would prefer to, to have a second one just because he's not He's not really an upside guy, but you know, if you can get, if you can somehow get 18 to 20 from him every round and you just, but you just have the smash smash guys around him, I think you'll be fine. But this is the, that's the thing with, with quarterbacks, especially if you're willing, if you're willing to take, you know, either a lesser quarterback on a good team like Mac Jones or Dak just falls. Again, like people have lost people. People don't care about Dak anymore. People are not interested in Dak. Um, but or just like like Dak is maybe like the perfect middle ground of like good quarterback also on very good team. Um, or if you're willing to you know roll the dice a little bit on like the Chargers aren't even locked to make the playoffs, and they're definitely not like Super Bowl favorites, right? So if you're willing you know Wentz same thing, not locks to make the playoffs, not not definitely not Super Bowl favorites. But if you're willing to roll the dice on those kinds of guys, um. You know, and you, you probably want to. But if you, if, you know, what if the Chargers make the Super Bowl? You could build a, a, an, an all-star squad of, you know, you're certainly, you know, again, going back to the the projection thing, like, man, having Herbert Keenan and Mike Williams or Eckler, like, those guys are definitely not hurting your, your projection. And, and they're they're all extremely affordable. Wasn't sure if I should take a second QB with Jimmy G or a fifth. I should have I should have looked at your team. Um, I assume you have Josh Allen, so I would not take Jimmy G. If the Bills hit, you need the Bills to make the Super Bowl. The odds that Jimmy G puts up a score, uh, not only not only the odds that he outscores Josh Allen <laughs> in games that the Bills are winning, the odds that he outscores him. Oh my. Okay. So now we got the difficult decision. All right. We're going or we're Lenny. It's Lenny time. Um the odds that Jimmy G outscores Josh Allen, period, particularly in games that the Bills are winning, is so low. And then the odds that he outscores him by such a significant margin that you you really, really wanted to have Jimmy G over the extra bill is like so low. So I would take the bill. Yeah, I really like And the Andrews call. Uh, Pittman is Pittman is 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 in there. I think the 49ers are awesome examples of this. Oh my god. So now do I have to take Brady? Brady, Lenny. Or do I take or is this where I take Lenny Evans? We're gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna have two of the this is this is this is how you stream. We're gonna set up two of basically the same draft but with different bucks. Picking from the 105 both times, and gonna have these second setup secondary bucks with the with similar similar structures here. Yeah, 49. I mean Eli Mitchell. I've been taking some Eli Mitchell Kittle stuff. Eli Mitchell, Debo, Eli Mitchell, Ayuk. Um, I'm trying to think about some other good examples of 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 that. Hayden, uh, we can just look through the. I don't know. I don't know what the. I mean, in theory like the Vikings would be good advance rate guys. Uh, and if they can happen to, if they happen to steal a wild card game, they could be huge because of how concentrated Jefferson and Dalvin are. Now they, they certainly need to make the playoffs first, but um, Je- Jefferson and Dalvin would be other examples of that. Um, if Cincinnati were to make the playoffs, they would be examples of that. That's mostly it, I think. Because I'm, um, you do still get people taking these Steelers. I can't do it. I can't take those guys. But I do think there's enough combos of really good players on really good teams that you want to correlate. Like you can, uh, you can correlate it up. Yeah, I think this is a totally reasonable structure. Totally reasonable structure. If you can get the right four teams, you've hit the absolute freaking lotto. Now you're you're also going to need the right. You have to. The hard part about that is that you end up having to. Ooh. You know, I don't have much Josh Allen without without um, Diggs, so that's pretty interesting. We're going to try that one on for size. Um, the problem with this, right, is like you have to thread the needle because you have uh, – I'm assuming you have the threes are your teams with quarterbacks, and so you need the right – you need the three and the, the two you – know, you, you you need to, to thread needles. You have to make sure that the quarterback teams are – are one, at least one of them get through. It does become a little – but you got to thread the needle on any of this stuff. So I think any structure similar to that where you're getting – three, four, or five teams all correlated up is the best way to sort of thread that needle on um, projection, on... on, You're still able to advance with something like this, right? Because it's just like in DFS, in a, in a DFS tournament, I, you're, you're, you're in theory, as long as you have the good players from those teams, you're not really giving up much in terms of, of projection. But now you have a correlation advantage in those first first couple of rounds and you have to get less things right. You know, so you get those less things right, right? Josh Allen throws a touchdown to Dawson Knox, boom, you know, now you advance out of that that first round, even though what were the odds that Dawson Knox outscores Debo Samuel? Probably not good, but that's just how it goes sometimes, right? Uh, Josh Allen throws five touchdowns and and we we move on. I like AJ Dillon a lot. AJ Dillon is also a really nice uh, guy to use in, you know, whether you're stacking fully stacking up the Packers or like secondaries like if you get Devontae and it, you know you don't end up getting Rodgers or anything like that, I really like Dillon. He goes nice and late. Yeah, so I love this point um I take Dawson Knox when he when he falls and I've taken I've taken him some too, but particularly now with Manny kind of banged up like I think Manny will be be fine but I'm I'm the bills are such a great example. it's actually why I just took thank you for ruining it for me. Hayden it's actually why I just took um Josh Allen without having which actually without having digs because I want to be able to access all those late round Bills. And so I do think the Bills are a little bit of a unique example, not like super duper unique. Do I have, oh no. I think I have to take Zeke or taking Zeke to get my second Cowboy, unless I missed it, that uh, I don't really want Gallup. I don't really want Zeke either, but, um, but I like, I like having the uh, options of multiple running backs from like uh, your secondaries. It's kind of interesting actually. Uh, But this is so true. The bills are such a good example of this. It's like when you have the correlation, like Dawson Knox isn't any, any better than Gabe Davis, like as a fantasy asset or Cole Beasley. And so, and Singletary's, Fascinating to me because he fills a running back position, which actually is not that easy to fill in these <laughs> in these drafts. At least not on like Super Bowl contenders, right? We we talked about it, like JT, obviously awesome, but like are the Colts really, really, really going to make the Super Bowl, right? Um, Kamara, uh, Eckler, um, you know, it, it's it's tricky. Um, let me see here. Oh no! You know what? I'm gonna do the 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 Vikings like I talked about. I think I'm gonna get snipes now, but we're gonna give them a shot. We're gonna try to do the Vikings as one of my secondaries here. So I have Cowboys, Bucks, and then Vikings. That's another thing in terms of uh, not giving up projection. You can take so take AJ Brown, and then julio is going to absolutely be available later and he's not really any worse than whatever eighth round pick you were going to take you know so um i love this point about about the bills and i think there's so many interesting ways to sort of thread thread this needle and the other thing is like so like i wanted to dabble into a little bit of uh vikings here the 49ers are kind of more my preference right there and that's actually what i was going to do i was going to take the 49ers um mitchell or Kittle, something like that but i i wanted to do the vikings because like we're all so stubborn now i don't think the vikings are going to make the, the Super. i i think they're you know outrageously low probability to make to make the super bowl but they're a perfect way of like threading this needle on look dalvin is going to be a sm- you know, assuming health dalvin is going to be a smash in the wild card again assuming they get there and so i'm not I'm, I'm gaining projection there they can absolutely win a wild card game like crazy shit happens there we go all right see something so now we get jefferson to pair with those guys and now it is time for bill's season so i got all my secondaries right and they all, and so no matter which, <laughs> no matter which uh, NFC team, I need one of one of Tampa Bay, uh, Dallas, and Minnesota to make the Super Bowl, and then that, they're all gonna fill my fill my running back spot. I obviously have the the wide receivers from them, and now I just need to uh, Buffalo. Just cue these guys up here. Um, I am going to take Knox, though. Now we just shit on Dawson Knox, and I'm still going to take him. I know you guys are going to snipe all these, so I'm going to end up taking like Isaiah McKenzie. Let's just go ahead and add Isaiah McKenzie to the queue. Devin Singletary, Matt Breida. I know it's it's about to be tough scenes. This, this is also a perk of drafting with smart people is you know, other than some bit equity, nobody really wants to uh, snipe your guys because they're all trying to construct their own, their own well-constructed teams. And so that's I keep talking, I keep bringing this up. But like, the whole name of the game is figuring out how to thread that needle on how the heck can I build a strong enough team to get through, particularly the first round, right? So one out of six, how can I get through that first round because my team is good enough? I didn't sacrifice enough with all these losers. At the end of the, you know the, the fourth wide receiver. That's also why I like the Bills. You, know, you just need the Bills to not get the buy and like having Gabe Davis, Cole Beasley, or whatever. Those guys can catch two touchdowns and be useful for you. So I really like the Bills. The Bills are, are you know, maybe one of my highest owns. So I am gonna take Cole Beasley, and then hopefully uh, this gentleman here does not take my my idea on. Because of this, absolutely correct, Travis. Sniping doesn't really make any sense because you're not really gaining anything. Um, you're actually probably hurting yourself by taking players that somebody else uh, that somebody else you know, needs or wants, and you don't need or want. Um, so hopefully, we get somebody not sniping here. But I actually really, really, really like really like taking Gabe Davis. Um, I think we all probably expect Manny Sanders to be fine before before the playoffs uh i think there's an opportunity here for Gabe to take the job while Manny while Manny is out he's already starting to emerge into more snaps just in general obviously been having more production as well and so i think the young guy has the chance to kind of start to wrestle away this this job and he is he he does not get drafted in these um you know Dawson Knox definitely does. Cole Beasley sometimes does, but Gabe does not get drafted in these. And so I really like smashing him up for a little bit at the end of your bill stacks. I got a few more minutes, so let's hit a couple of these. As a guess, what percentage of the ninety-four teams that make the Super Bowl do you think will have? A... Ooh boy, that is such a tough question. So I don't, you know, forty-five thousand teams. How many people do you think I'm, we're going to talk this through? We're going to spitball this through. Out of the 45,000 teams, what percentage of the 45,000 do you think even set themselves up to have, uh, you know, Super Bowl full full lineups for the Super Bowl? What's a good number? 50%? Is it 50? Is it higher? I don't know. You know, in, in drafts that I do, there's certainly... Most people are certainly doing it, but I don't really know how you know I, I don't really know how strong that average person is. Um, this is also true. I, I think uh, one one bullet point to what you're to what you were bringing up, Hayden is if it's a like unsexy team that makes the Super Bowl, particularly like the Patriots if you get Patriots or an off the radar team, right. If the bucks make it honest, honestly, if the bucks make it, if the chiefs make it um, I'm sure there's other people that I'm thinking, probably if the bills make it, which I guess I'm a little bit of a chalk donkey. You know, if, if that Cowboys make it, if the, the sexy teams, the, the most likely teams make it, I think it's a much higher percentage. If we get, you know, if the, Titans sneak through. Honestly, if the Patriots get there, if it's Arizona, maybe even, especially now without Hopkins, that's fairly interesting. Um, that kind of stuff. You know, I don't know about the Rams because uh Cup is like the only guy anybody wants, but I think it's a it's a it's tough because I do think it depends a lot on what teams get there and then, you know, doing backwards math on, okay, if, if 50% of the field stacks, you know, appropriately basically so that they have at least some kind of, right. I try to set up multiple different ones, but if, if, uh, everybody has at least right, like a, a three, two stack set up for the, for the Super Bowl, um I think I, I would think it's a fairly high percentage, but again, you know, I think it's a super high percentage if it's like Bucks, Bills, right? But if it's Titans, <laughs> uh, even like Titans Cowboys or something like that, you know, I, I think that's a really interesting thing to think through. And that's also why I want to do these kind of I'm pu- I want to put two Niners, right? So like we talked about the projection advantage thing. Why I want to thread that needle is because. If, if the, it just so happens that the Niners get through, they can be my two. Like I, I want to have two of them because that's the edge. No one is doing that. No one is drafting multiple 49ers on teams. Well, they, I know the ETR guys did it, did it on a stream, but even like, I just took the Vikings. God forbid something happens and the Vikings get through, right? Tom Brady gets hurt. You know, we're not rooting for that, but like something happens, it's Vikings or it's Colts or it's Titans or whatever I want two of them. I I, I want, I I want the two best players from that team because I'm really not giving up projection by having them. They're probably going to get knocked out early, but if by chance the chargers make the super bowl, having multiple of them instead of going up against, like you said, what percentage of teams have the have three Cowboys with Dak and then they have Eckler and Mike Williams. I don't know. Probably not very many (laughs) out of 45,000 teams. Probably not very many. So, um i can pull it up super quickly i believe last time it wasn't uh pulling up for me so i don't know maybe not there's a t- see here's a titans here's a titans team i did earlier um that's the one i just did yeah full draft really quick all righty let's see here igloo i think this is the one right yeah eric what's your oh are you chase chase nine that would make that would make too much sense here So let me move your comment off here. Ah, you were though asking about the Jimmy thing. So I I would bet that, okay, Bills got two Chiefs, one, two, three, 49ers, one, two. So three Bills. No, this is okay. Because you have the two Chiefs and the one, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to do the math here. Two Chiefs, right? And then four, four. Yeah. Yeah. Four, four, two. I, I I think it's, I think it's fine. I'm trying to think. I, I still stand by my Jimmy G comment um, from earlier. I think, uh, I just think in general, the second quarterback actually probably isn't the problem on this team. It's the the specific names and the archetype of player that we're talking about between Josh Allen and Jimmy G. So I think I would stick to, to Josh Allen Um but these are those are some fun you know betting on a 40 you, you've you've bet on a 49ers super bowl and i guess in theory the way that you constructed this team it ge- by taking jimmy g it gives you outs to chiefs 49ers or bills 49ers super bowls so i think it's fine actually now i'm 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 i flip-flopped like four times but it's i'm back to it's fine back to it's fine this is a great point you know, I mean, the Bucks are the most popular team in this, right? If they if they get a buy, that's going to kill some Bucks teams for sure. So I'm really excited to see kind of how how these things go. <laughs> you did. I like that team. I like. I think I like your team better than mine. If, if you would like to trade, I'll ask. I'll ask Hayden if we can swap. If we can swap. Yeah, th- this this is so true. Is this is because, like, just this is the perfect like stopping point, su- summary point. I have like my preference and different ways I would like to personally go about building building these teams. But like every single thing that you guys have said in the chat, basically everything I've read on on Twitter, every like, there's so many ways to skin this cat, and and, and it's so it's so crazy the the structure of this game right down to down to everything down to six man drafts got to advance all these rounds got to have the Super Bowl teams right and then there's 94 teams at the end the payout structure everything is so crazy and chaotic and has so many bizarre different variables that at the end of the day there's a, a million different ways that you can that you can win this thing and a million different types of of lineups that you can win this thing. We all have our different preferences and how much we factor in, you know, how to construct our stacks and how to, how to how to value, you know, best player available type stuff, but at the end of the day, if you can get there and you have five players and you can field every position, quarterback, running back, two wide receivers and a flex, you're alive. And so at the end of the day, that's the only thing that I'll say is like if you're not doing that, what are you doing playing in this? playing in this as long as you have a team that can get through and feel you know and field every roster requirement but we all have our preferences and they're fun it's fun to talk through those those different things but i i find myself right and like you look through the team and you have to think deeply i'm like okay let me see this team i'm like no jimmy why would you take jimmy g doesn't make sense and then you're like oh wait actually no, I think you should have taken Jim, Jimmy G. And, you know, so you go back and forth constantly because it's such a fascinating game. So I think um, we're going to leave it at that. I'm going to be drafting these all the way leading up until the playoffs. We'll probably pick up volume um, even more. You know, it'll be more like, I don't know about more fun. It'll be more interesting for sure as we start to get a much clearer picture of the buys and who's going to make the playoffs and all of that fun stuff. But I got to go. I got to go uh, hit the old airport. Um, if anybody's in Miami, I'll be in Miami for the weekend, hit me up and I'll, I'll see you down there. But for now, as Paul mentioned in the chat, go to spikeweek.com, hit the discord, join the discord, 100% free tons of <laughs> absolutely amazing conversation around this regular season best ball, all of our tilt around our advancing teams and, and COVID and everything like that. Tons of fun conversation. But for now, I will see you guys, uh, probably early next week. Catch you later. i